Hello, everybody. This is PNG, and welcome to another episode of PNG Podcasts. We've got some new guests in today, but before we start the show, I have a little intro to talk about. So we have a new partner called Dasis Space, and they're a website that has tons of little podcasts on them, uh, kind of like sister shows, if you will. I've been on a couple of their shows, so it's pretty exciting, but here's some words from our podcast overlords at Dasis Space. Do you like podcasts? Would you like to see podcasts just like this one? Well, now you can. All you have to do is type in the web browser, dacespace.com. There you will find many amazing casts by wonderful people. Just be sure to tell them PNG sent you, and you will get a polite, good for you. Also, feel free to download the podcast on iTunes, so you can take PNG on the go. Dacespace, real podcasts live here. PNG. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I wrote that like ten minutes, like fifteen <laughs> minutes ago. All right, so uh, Dragon Dude twenty five twenty five. It's good to see you back. Yeah. Hi. Oh yeah, everybody. Just so you guys know, John's name is Dragon Dude. He's he's kind of fierce, man. Uh, also, we got returning is Tactful Turtle. Hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. And we got somebody new. Care to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm JD. I also live in Toronto here, and uh, I do the channel Moosenspiel. Awesome. So, care to tell us about your channels before we get started, just to kind of let people know what you guys do? Sure. Who wants to get started? How about you, Dragon Dude? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, my channel is called Dragon Dude 2525 uh, just look it up on YouTube. Uh, I have about 600 plus videos at this point, almost 700. Uh, I do pickups, collections, a few reviews, movies, TV shows, that kind of crap as well. Uh, if you want to check it out, uh, it should be linked somewhere, uh, and... Yep, I'm hoping to get to 500 subscribers soon. Moose, you're up. You're All the right. new guy, so. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, I do the channel Moose and Spiel, M-O-O-S-E-N Spiel, as in to play it in German. And the the whole thing we do is we just pick random games. Whatever we play, uh, it's a minimum of two people doing commentary, myself and a friend that joins me. And uh, it could be friends and family or just people in Toronto all over. Uh, and it's always live commentary. So that's that's kind of what it is. Fantastic. Turtle? All right. Uh, my channel is called Typhoon Turtle, and I... Just recently started my YouTube channel. I do collections and pickups and uh, first impressions and stuff like that. And yeah, if you want to go check that out, the link should be there somewhere. So yeah, that's pretty much it. So uh, recently, a couple of us reached milestones. Turtle got his 20th subscriber. Give him a hand. Give him a standing ovation. Woo! (laughs) Welcome to the club, Turtle. (laughs) Also... I reached my 200 subscriber, which was really exciting on Friday. Also, I believe that deserves a double flex for you. <laughs> also, my 666 Twitter follower. So, yeah, Satan is watching over us right now. Uh, on the day, on the day I upload my Robo Demons review. So, yeah, go figure. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you guys for all your help. You guys have been a big help. I mean. Thanks. Uh, that last batch of subscribers came from Real the Mather, who was on the uh, last two podcasts. He's been a big help with the podcast, along with Dragon Dude and JD. Thanks for all the help and uh, Turtle. Awesome. So yeah, today we are going to discuss basically games we've grew up with, uh, what we feel about the game industry as a whole now, and maybe for things to come. Um, basically, VR and also games we grew up with. Things. And also, things we're playing right now. Like, what are we playing? So, what do you guys want to start with? Do you guys want to start with just what we're playing at the moment? Yeah, that sounds good. Sure. All for it. All right, uh, Moose, you go first. 
So right now, I mean, this is all channel related, so they'll eventually go up, of course. Uh, just finished Ori in the Blind Forest with the Steam controller. Just got that. So that Fantastic was actually game. surprising to play with. Uh, we're currently playing my first point-and-click adventure game, Secret of Monkey Island, the remastered one. Never played game. it, so it's absolutely hilarious. And uh, we're making our way through Metroid Prime. None of us those have are played some, it. Those yeah. are some great games to start yeah. with. And it's and it's all it's all. Uh, you know, we we don't do any emulation either, so. It's all everything's bought and paid for and playing on the original consoles that they come on. So that's fantastic. Awesome. Dragon Dude, I know it's been only a week since I've asked you, but why not? What am I currently playing? Um I am trying to get into Pokemon Tournament right now, but so far I've only used one of the Pokemon and I don't know, I'm not doing that great. Um, but I also resubscribed to Final Fantasy XIV, and uh, that should eat up a lot of my time, a lot of my uh, free time lately. So that'll be a time killer. <laughs> yeah, that that game uh, requires a lot, a lot of work. Well, you can't go to Final Fantasy XI anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I was actually that was going to be one of the topics on my video. So the PS2 has finally been killed off after all this time because that was the last working PS2 game with servers and all that that was still being supported. And it got shut down last week. That's a testament to show how yeah. great the PS2 was. It's right up there That's with a, the Neo Geo. Yeah, that thing went on for, like, what, into the 2000s? The Neo Geo was, uh, I believe it was, they were still making games until about 2003. Just top yeah, of my head. Soccer game or something? in around 1990. Wow. That's quite a long time. I have time. no idea. Yeah. Turtle. Turtle. What games are you playing, man? Uh, I've been playing uh, Ease uh, on the Vita, and um, I've been playing uh, Republic on the PS4. That's kind of a weird game. Um, I got through the first two episodes of that, and I want to go pick up Ratchet and Clank later for the PS4. Awesome. Since it came out today. Oh, so. man. It did come out. What? Hmm? That came oh, out yeah, it comes out today. Yeah, <laughs> along with Dark Souls Three. Oh yeah. shit! Who's um, gonna play Dark Souls? No yeah. one. Uh, you no, know, what? I really need a break, yeah, man. Day one. <laughs> Shoot me where I stand. Me I've neither. never actually played a Dark Souls game. Me neither. Play, I mean, play Bloodborne. Hundreds, hundreds of those games. I haven't gone around to all of them. Let alone Dark Souls, which I hear is frustrating as hell. But I heard it's amazing. We can actually talk about really that. Really rewarding. Um, games I'm currently playing. I'm playing... What the hell is that game called? Oh, <laughs> Wolf Among Us. The Wolf Among Us. Oh, Tales Tales. Pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, you know what? I'm really intrigued by the story. I don't want to go into spoilers, but it's fantastic. I really love the game. I'm really getting into a lot of the Telltale games because I never really got to play them. I know I could probably just watch them all on YouTube and I'd probably see the whole game, but... John, you look like you have something to say. Yeah, for Wolf Among Us, check out the comic book Fables that it's okay. based on. Uh, really good. I think that it had stopped writing for a little while and then they brought it back. I think maybe like a mini-series or something, but I'm not... I'm not too certain on that. It's a pretty decent uh, series overall. Also, I've been playing uh, Hyrule Warriors on the 3DS still. That game is pretty big. There's a lot to do. so. But I'm enjoying it a lot. So, Works for me, right? Enjoying playing as Linkle? You know what? Linkle's not that bad to play as. I'm just not a fan of her name. It reminds me of Tinkle. I say that myself. That's the dumbest name ever. <laughs> Literally, all I think is Tinkle when I think of Linkle. Why not, like, Linkette or, or something else like that? Or a new name. <laughs> that yeah, that. Like, they could have just named her something different, you know, like a different name for a main character. It could look like Link. It could have blonde hair. But why does it have to be Linkle? Just give her a new name. What's so hard about that? Uh, I guess it's just for the younger audience to be able to reference the name with somebody. 
but I, I see it more as nobody's imagination. <laughs> nobody's imagination. Uh, games we're looking forward to. What games are you guys looking forward to? Ooh. I'm really looking forward to Axiom Verge on Vita, finally, after such a long time. I want to play uh, it. Yeah, it looks insane. Um, I never actually got around to playing it on PS4, so I'm going to have to pick it up on Vita. And uh, I'm also looking forward to Ratchet and Clank, obviously. And um, that's pretty much it that's coming out this month that I'm actually super excited for, so... Awesome. JD. So, besides Dark Souls 3, I just got Ratchet and Clank, the new one. Uh, it's probably my favorite ser- video game series of all time is the Ratchet and Clank games. Uh, but Uncharted 4 is coming out next month, May 10th, and uh, No Man's Sky is right around the corner. So, a lot of, a lot of PS4 love. Yeah. Horizon. Horizons at the end of the year or early 2017 hasn't really been announced. Has quite it confirmed for, for 2016? I thought it was confirmed. I I haven't seen any news on it. If it's 2016, that oh, makes okay. me happy because <laughs> that's the number one yeah. game. Forward to. Yeah, that's it. Looks pretty fantastic, man. Robot dinosaurs? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I'm also looking forward to No Man's Sky. I really want to experience that game, uh, see if it'll really be a situation where, uh, like, they said that it's an online experience and that they're all, like, all players are going to be existing in the same world, but because the world is so immense that there's a chance that you won't see anyone else. So, like, I just... I really want to get into the game and try to find other real people in it. <laughs> it's a good thing to try to do, and considering how massive the game is supposed to be, it might be impossible to do, but I, I, I think it would be interesting to try to do that. Uh, but also I'm looking forward to uh, Bravely Second, which is coming out on the 15th, if I remember correctly. Uh, but... Oh, yeah. Tuesday, I still haven't finished Bravely Default, so... I don't blame you. There's like five endings in that game. Like, it's ridiculous. Even when I get uh, Bravely Second, I'm probably going to just let it sit there for a while before I actually start playing it. I'll be right back, guys. Okay, man. Turtle has left. He has left the podcast. (laughs) He has betrayed us. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to play Bravely Second End Layer as well. Um, unfortunately, I'm stuck on the final boss of Bravely Default, and I haven't leveled up enough to be able to defeat the person. No spoilers, so spoiler-free zone. But I suck, so <laughs> there's your answer. But it um, happens with every boss in that game that there's a lot of grinding that needs to be done like right before every boss or even right after every boss. And it, it, unfortunately, it's, it's like though... Yeah. I get that, but unfortunately I'm saved at a point after I can grind on enemies. So there's no more enemies oh, to grind no. on. So I'm stuck. And considering it's a game of five endings where you have to play the same damn thing, I'm just like, you know what? Screw this. I'm done with Bravely Default. Uh, I can look up the ending online and then start with Bravely Second and learn my lesson from the first time. Go for it. My audio is lagging, uh, and so is my video, and it's hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> and look at me. I'm a handsome devil, but my face is not moving. I'm making a, a goofy smirk, and John it's looks like he's now. in disbelief. Is it moving now? Yeah, it's moving it's, now. It's, it's a little better, it's, but it's still... It's, it's absolutely frozen on my end, and it's hilarious. Oh. And we're back to normal. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. So games I'm looking forward to. Uh, a lot of them are actually Kickstarter games, the games that are coming out not even this year or next year or the year after. But um, Mainly Ukulele. I talked about that the last time, which is the spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie. I really want to play that like a lot. Uh, there's another game uh, called Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Which Castlevania is a creator. Yeah. It's basically, yeah, Castlevania Symphony of the Night 2. That's basically what it is. Um, 
Then there's Shenmue 3, which unfortunately I don't have the system to play it. I have an Xbox One. It's coming out on PS4. So, oh well. I mean, you're not going to get everything on the systems you get. Uh, that's just the oh, way it is. Have, uh, unless you have a PS4. <laughs> unless you have a PS4, right? Um, but I'll probably play it on PC if it doesn't come out on Xbox ever, you know? Or eventually I'll just buy a PS4. Who knows? Do it. Who knows what the, who knows what the future holds for PNG? But I want to play Shenmue 3. If not... I watch it online or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, a Kickstarter game, uh, Pinstripe, that's coming out. Oh yeah, is it around the what horizon? Yeah, that's a. Uh, it's a very interesting game. Just uh, just look it up. It's made by one guy. I think I know the game you're talking about. Actually, I'll have to look into it. Yeah, it's kind of like a Tim Burtony kind of game. You know what game I'm looking forward to? Oh, I'm just joking. Uh, this is the really bad NES version of Friday the 13th, but they're rebooting the game. They're making a brand new kind of game. Friday the 13th, the game it's called. Have you guys heard of it? Not at all. No. Oh, it looks inc- It actually looks incredible because uh, you guys know Evolve? That game where you're yeah. like the monster yeah. and then there's like the team of marines and whatever, and it's, it's crap because there's so much DLC, hundreds of dollars worth. They take out everything out of the main game. Now picture okay. Evolve. Huh? Modern gaming. Oh, Modern yeah. gaming, right? Now picture Evolve, but with everything put in the game, none of that extra stuff, but you're playing as Jason, and there's a team of people playing teenagers. And you have to survive and not get murdered, or you have to be Jason and murder all the teenagers. And it looks incredibly gory, incredibly faithful to the movies. And they even have like, a cosmetics effect guy, like Tom Savini's working on it with them. They, they got, like, a whole team, and it's it looks amazing. I'm like, what I want to play this. Is coming out for? Xbox One, PC, PS4. It comes out in all of them. I'm buying it. It sounds like it's a $15 game where you just play online, and that's it. It's kind I'm, of like that, that rocket. I'm not sure, but it looks incredible. I'm like, it's what Evolve should have been, and it's going to make people forget about this one, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just uh, play Splatterhouse. True. That that game's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently there's like nudity in the game. Like there's people having like sex, and you can like kill them while they're doing that, like the horror films. So it's actually really faithful to the movies. Which yeah, is like you can harpoon someone. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> it, it blows well, my mind. Harpoon from across the lake. That's yeah, in the trailer. That's in the trailer for sure. <laughs> actually. The harpoon through the throat under the bed was in the trailer, I think. Oh, yes. Okay, well... Oh, like, the, the, like, arrow through Kevin Bacon's neck. Is that who that was? Yeah, it was Kevin Bacon's, like, first role ever. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that scene, was, I'm like, just, like, oh, my God. was the first death in, uh, fr- in um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah, wait, Johnny Depp? I think it was Johnny Depp, wasn't it? He was, he was like, oh, I think he was the first guy who died in the movie. Yeah. Because before him was Tina. But for sure, that Friday the 13th game looks amazing. I think it's coming out this year, actually. So, like, some point later this year. That's going to be incredible. Uh, Another game that they're making, which is an actual sequel to a crappy game, Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn. No thank you ever. (laughs) Have you guys heard about that one? No, and there's a reason, probably. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny, because... Okay, you know how the, the first Shaq Fu was made by EA? Right. And it's it's really awful, in every regards. Even Shaq is just like, yeah, I hate this. Don't ever talk about this. Um, Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn, is made by the guys that made Double Dragon, and Final Fight, and Halo, and like Street Fighter, and all these like, guys that want to come together and make an actual great game out of that name. <laughs> And, like, I saw the trailer, I'm like, they're actually making a really good game out of this. Stupid idea. <laughs> but of all the things that you can reboot or make a sequel of, Shaq Fu. But I saw the trailer, it actually looks pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I think people are very butthurt about the first game, so I don't know well, how well that's going to do. How can I put it? If you compare Shaq Fu to, like, uh more recent game not in like style or or anything like that it's uh, you guys know the game dive kick 
No. Nope. It's a fighting game where you only have two controls, dive and kick. So, and there's, like, even, like, a controller for it where it's just two buttons. Uh, and pretty much that's how, sh- how like, simple Shaq-Fu was, where you couldn't lose the game if you tried. Like, you could just do, like, one or two attacks, like, literally just press one or two buttons and win every single round in that game. It was ridiculously stupid and easy, but... Hmm. Yeah. So, let's talk about the future of gaming. Now, VR is coming out. Like, Oculus Rift and uh, HTC Vive, I think it was called. And I think there's one on the PlayStation. I forgot what that one's called. What's it called? VR. Just PlayStation VR? That simple? Yeah. All right. Well, that's coming out, right? Now... Whenever there's a huge innovation or breakthrough in gaming technology, say, like, for example, the motion controls, the Wii, that was a huge hit that year, or, like, the next couple of years. Like, everyone wanted to play it. Everyone wanted to adopt it and buy it and play it for themselves. Everyone did motion control games, and then the fad died, right? Now, do you think with, like, the VR, do you think it'll just be a fad, or do you think it'll impact the entire future of the gaming industry? What do you guys think? You want to go ahead? Uh, well, how about you go? Because I've actually uh, tried out all of them so far. You have. You've tried them yeah. out. I never. T- I never even touched them. So, tell the us. That, oh, sorry. It's just that the way that I see it, I think that it could just be a gimmick that'll last for a little while. But something like uh, Microsoft's uh, Hololens or whatever it's called, that. I can see lasting further on than um, most other sort of VR uh, sort of headsets. But I feel like uh, VR headsets that totally sort of encompass you during your gaming experience, especially with, like, different rigs and stuff like that. Um, There was a story about, like, a roller coaster ride where you wear uh, a VR headset uh, and it's supposed to make it look like you're somewhere else or whatever. For applications like that, I feel like they'll still be around, but for day-to-day gaming, I don't think they're going to take over. But that's just my opinion. Hmm. So I actually have a, uh, have a different opinion on that. I actually think it's going to be the future, but naturally it'll depend on sales. Uh, the, everyone complains about the price tag being so high you know, five, $600 for a Rift or a PlayStation VR. Um, if, the, if the sales aren't there naturally, it's, it's, it's not going to replace console gaming. But from my experience uh, at, back at Fan Expo here in Toronto in August 2015, they had the Oculus and the PlayStation VR where you can actually try out some games. The Oculus only had this weird go-kart game. And, after, and they only let you try it out for 10-15 minutes. Not because of the line, it's because you, you still get sick. The, the latency behind the device is still kind of lacking in technology. So, of course, quite, quite some time has passed since then. Uh, so, prob- maybe the latency has been fixed, but that's been an ongoing issue since they started developing it. The other, the other problem with the Oculus was I mean, naturally, for a gamer, you're not used to t- turning your head to see 360 degrees, possibly. But you still have a controller in your hand in the end. So it's just another way to interact. I could see it just being a, a, a fancy add-on, especially for something like the Oculus. Now, the PlayStation VR, uh, that's coming out as its own, own system, essentially. And with the Oculus having so much indie development and being in line with Steam... Uh, there's going to be a lot of indie nonsense, yeah. you could say, before you get the real gem. Like, how many Steam games have you bought under under twelve dollars before you hit a game like Undertale? <laughs> Quite a few. Well, yeah. <laughs> then you got PlayStation, who they they have to go all out in order to get this to sell right. And I think I've already Valkyrie was announced, the the space simulator game. 
that that game blew me away when that was announced. That pretty much sold me on PlayStation VR because if you get a game like that behind it, it's it's gonna it's probably gonna sell well at first for sure. Now my experience at Fan Expo with the PlayStation VR was you can actually have the PlayStation Move controllers in both hands, and that could function as a completely separate part of the game where you're having motion controls uh, as an arm. So if you got a a shooter of some kind, you can see where that would be going. There's already been videos of uh, places in Europe and Japan where they have the treadmills going on, so you can actually walk at the same time. So the things are being developed. But the games, I feel, are, are going to obviously sell the device just like any other console. And I didn't get sick doing the PlayStation VR. Hmm. And, I, and I, did, I did it four separate times on four different games. There was a soccer game. There was uh, the London Heist game. All worked well. While the Oculus, they only had the go-kart game. And there's, always, there's, there's still issues with it. You know what? I'm, uh, I'm really hoping there will be a lot of great horror games with these. Oculus games. I mean, I want to see a great Resident Evil game come out with this. Oh, uh, Allison Road is supposedly coming out uh, for both PlayStation VR and Oculus. That's that PT kind of successor. Oh, shit. I think, I think that's coming out to Xbox as well, but not, like, VR version. Anymore. Right. Well, the the uh, I believe the Oculus is going to be connected to Xbox One in some way, isn't it? I believe so, because I believe with the Oculus, they pair it with Xbox One controllers. Like, it comes bundled with. Yeah. So I'm thinking there will probably be a partnership with them. Like, eventually they'll start selling Oculus to be compatible with the Xbox One. That's my prediction as to what might happen in the future. Because, you know, PlayStation's got the VR. Xbox seems to be very close with Oculus right now. So at least the way I see it is Oculus will be more compatible with the Xbox One. Because uh, it already is like a Windows 10 machine. And pretty soon it's going to start having all the apps Windows 10 has. So it's only a matter of time before Oculus is out on consoles as well. Now, have you? Do you know much about the HTC Vive? Vive? I know nothing about the HTC. So Vive. that was actually the most comfortable and no latency problems at all. Even less so than the PlayStation VR. The problem with that is naturally, unless it it gets on with the Oculus side with the Steam games, for example, that thing is not going to sell well, unfortunately. And it was probably the best one. That's unfortunate. It's it's very unfortunate. Anyone you asked who has who has even tried it on, you're like, wow, this is instantly. Co-. Now it looks a lot, you know, the the cosmetic of it looks a lot worse than the other two, but when you put it on, it's so much more comfortable. You, you it's it's much lighter than the other two from from how it fits on your head. Just I don't know if the games are going to be there for it. Hmm. My concern is sales, in my opinion, because. Look, when the motion controls came out, everyone bought it, right? But it was also kind of cheap. Like, with, with the Wii, with the Kinect, everyone bought that. Not as many people bought the Kinect. Controller. That's all you need. You don't need $600. <laughs> yeah, like, it was cheap, right? And families got on board of it because it appealed to the casual consumer, right? Uh, people will go in the store and say, wow, look, motion controls. Look how cheap it is. I'll buy that for little Jimmy. Uh, the VR comes... That shit's expensive. It's $700, $600. I think the PlayStation VR is like $400, right? It's like $399 or something like that. Uh, it's coming out $550, I think, in Canada. Oh, wow. Okay, well, it's expensive. $49 with a game. Like, most people aren't going to go in the store and be like, wow, look at that, I'm going to buy that right away. Uh, the people who want to buy the VR will buy the VR, and some people who want it won't be able to afford it. But I don't. I think the people who... Like the, it'll appeal to the really hardcore gamer. I think that's what it will appeal to. But I don't yeah, think like, it'll be... I, I'm already preparing now. $50 aside each month, and by the time it rolls around, I'll have enough money to get it. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's going to appeal to those like really hardcore gamers, like the kind of guys that will like build the most hardcore gaming rig for PC. Like They'll spend thousands upon thousands of dollars to make the ultimate gaming PC, right? Right. It'll appeal to that kind of person who will spend top dollar to get the best gaming rig as possible. Uh, your data J paycheck guy may not get it. It may be a lot harder for him to get. Even though, even if he's setting aside $50, that's still a big purchase. Think about it this way. You can buy an Xbox One and a PS4 for about the same amount of money as, like, say, an Oculus Rift. Right? And 
most people would rather just buy the console than buy the whole headset. Yeah, no, the headset is cool. It's um, it's a good gamble for something that just hasn't the the market hasn't been exposed enough to yet. Yeah, and that's my concern. Like, I feel like it'll be a hit amongst some of the gamers. It'll be cool. Game developers will make awesome, cutting-edge, innovative games for it, but I don't think it'll be, like, a huge success, and that's why I kind of think it'll be a fad in the sense that they'll stop funding these things because not that many people are going to buy it, and I think that's the concern of me. Unless the technology cheapens over time and then they start making cheaper models, that's the only way I can see this working out as a mainstream thing. Well, you could you could compare that then to a 4K TV. Yeah, no who's yeah. who's got a 4K TV? PlayStation just announced instead of coming out with a one terabyte better model, they're just going to make the same thing for 4K TVs. Well, what games are going to be for 4K TVs? Why do I need a 4K TV? No one so, needs. Yeah, maybe maybe you're right with it's it's only for hardcore gamers at first. But again, I I think if the games are there, people will buy them. I think so too. Uh, I think it. Ju- I think it'll just be divisive. Like, I mean, people will go on board eventually, but I think by then it'll probably be too late. But the people who really ro- want this game will buy. Really want this piece of hardware, they'll buy it. And I don't know what to think about. It. I mean, I I would like to play Oculus Rift as much as the next guy, but I don't have the money for that right now. So I mean, it'll probably be a couple of years by the time I get to Oculus, and hopefully it's still around in a couple of years. And well, hopefully you'll have it's to hang out with me and play that PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Just a question for the for the PlayStation VR. How are the games like? Are there physical copies of games, or are they all downloaded? See, I I didn't ask that, and it wasn't clear because you they just sat you in a chair and had someone put the put the uh, put the gear on, and you had your your PlayStation moves in via hand or the nunchuck or whatever it may be. So was there like a cable running from it, or? Uh, yeah, you gotta have a power source of some kind. Yeah, true. I'm trying to figure that out because uh, you can figure that for a bunch of other ones that it'll just be like a download situation. You you put Steam on it, it has internal storage, and then you just download games. But yeah, trying to figure out the PlayStation VR situation is uh, not yeah, so easy. Horribly revealed naturally as as the year goes on. So. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how how what PlayStation does and what what that final product is when it comes out. I'm very curious to see what PlayStation will do with that. I mean, I mean, obviously Xbox isn't doing that, but they're doing like completely different things right now. They're they're doing their HoloLens thing, which which looked impressive at E3 last year, but in the in the end, it's it's not. I don't think it'll be used for games at all. It'll it'll be used for businesses or simulators for civil engineers to build a road. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I kind of think too. I think with the VR, you're going to have a lot more gaming experience. With HoloLens, it'll help us more in our day-to-day lives. And I can see it used more like a tool, kind of like how we would use our iPhone or how we would use anything in the the house. That that technology, I I don't see coming on the horizon for a while. True. Uh, Also, I can't even just imagine how much the HoloLens is going to cost because that is like... (laughs) That's really breakthrough technology. Like that's an, that's like science fiction stuff, like stuff you can see in the movies. And like when I saw the reveal for that last year, I was just like, "The future is here!" You know, when I saw it. Only Microsoft and GE will be able to afford it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, but no one's gonna be able to afford it. And like the guy who does afford it is just gonna get mugged like so fast, like just like that. Also, I can see so many accidents happening. People wearing HoloLens in public, people on the street getting hit by cars. You know, like I remember, like when Google Glass came out, there were drivers wearing the Google Glass, like covering their face, and they couldn't oh, see man, the blind spot. <laughs> it's like, how would you like Google, but this close to your eye? What's the point? I guess. Oh, I'm not using my hands, right? But right, yeah. <laughs> but it's like that's. It's too much. It's too much. But I think the HoloLens, I can see that coming in handy. Like, I can actually see that. I, 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 I only see big businesses using that for for uh, some kind of structural development, really. 
Yeah. Oh no, we'll see where we'll see where it goes. I mean, the Minecraft looks cool on it. Have it before us is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we use them in my work. I mean, that would be nice. But <laughs> uh, I don't work for the government, people. Just <laughs> for the record. <laughs> but anyways, modern gaming. What do we think of modern gaming as a whole versus retro gaming? How do you like the state of the industry it is in today? Let's say pre-orders. What do you guys think of pre-orders? I hate that you have to pre-order a lot of stuff the second it's made available or else you're not getting it. Like, that's that's like the number one thing I, I hate about pre-ordering stuff now, especially with Nintendo stuff. If you don't put in your order, like, the second it's made available, there's a good chance you're not going to get it. So, like the game itself or the content with it? Oh, like the games. Oh, okay. Like, well, do games, you, do you, I, never ha- I never had that problem in the States, but now that I'm in Toronto, a major city, yeah, the games are selling out more often. Yeah, you'll, you'll see it. Um, for example, say, uh, Bravely Default Collector's Edition uh, in 2014 when uh, it was put up for pre-order... You could pre-order it for about a month uh, in advance, and it was available for a long time. Uh, but now, Bravely Second and Layer Collector's Edition, or whatever it's called, uh, sold out within like the first few hours that EB Game was open. Uh, Amazon, Best Buy sold out immediately. And this is just going from 2014 until now. And yeah, it's just, just like the when Fire Emblem Fates was coming out, they only had that select number of pre-orders for the special edition, and then you had to wait a month before the stores even had copies. Yeah, even... Uh, oh God, Not even a month, months. It's been months. I'm just now seeing copies in stores again. <laughs> there was also uh, the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask uh, Skull Kid bundle for the 3DS. Oh, that was there. I swear, from the second that it was announced to when it was made available to pre-order, it was like 14 minutes, everything was gone. And it just, that one really angered me, too. I mean, pre-orders are a little out of hand. I mean, I understand why they're there to begin with. It's for people, it's for supply and demand, right? To make sure everyone gets their copy of the game day one. But now... They add on all this ridiculous stuff, like stuff that should be in the game to begin with, like removed DLC or content that they remove from the game purposely to make pre-order DLC or sell it to you later. And I think that's an issue. Like what I'm seeing, uh, what I'm seeing now is is uh, with Dark Souls three, and uh, you saw it with Metal Gear Solid five, uh, day one edition, where there's specific things just for people who got the game day one. And and let's say people take the game back to the store. Even if you get that day one edition, the the odds of them, the day one stuff actually being there, it's going to be in DLC where you got to pay extra that extra five dollars, which would have been your down payment for that pre order. <laughs> yeah, that's so. I don't like where that's going, but it does give me incentive to want to pre order the game. Yeah, I mean, ordered pre ordered Dark Souls three. There was only three copies left in like Toronto. <laughs> That's at any particular EB Games. Best Buy wouldn't even do it out in Mississauga. They said no pre-orders. Really? At that particular Best Buy. That's preposterous. Also, one thing I don't like about pre-orders. Say like Call of Duty Five Modern Warfare Seven comes out. I don't know. Just a random title. Okay, you're seeing two oh. years in the future. I like that. <laughs> okay, yeah. So two years in the future. <laughs> okay, so a new Call of Duty is coming, right? Uh, before they really show much about the game, before any reviews or like full justifications as to what's in the game, they say pre-orders available today. Everyone pre-orders their game because well, it's Call of Duty. People know what it is, so they pre-order it, right? They already know twenty people say, like, 10 million people pre-order this game. So, like, that's 10 million sales right there. That's all their money in our pocket. This game does not need to be finished. 
It does not need to be done. It doesn't even need to be great. They've already paid for it. Some of them are going to return it. Some of them won't. We have their money. And that's... It encourages laziness in a lot of these games. You have seen that in the Call of Duty games. They completely axe out parts of the game that used to be there, like the story mode. It went from eight hours to six hours to four hours, and now it's not even, it might as well not even be there. But yeah, see, that's my main problem with pre-orders. Is if that's a guaranteed purchase. You know that person's already bought the game, which makes you less inclined to make it finish day one. Yeah. A perfect example of this was Assassin's Creed Unity. That game was a broken mess. People pre-ordered that game, and obviously the people who got it were pissed off because they got it day one, it was broken, it didn't work, but Ubisoft had their money already. And that's Another Ubisoft story I got is Watch Dogs. I pre-ordered that, showed up, there was a whole party in uh, Louisiana where I used to live, and uh, people were playing it, and cars were literally falling into other cars. That was completely broken. I literally had to put the game away until a year's worth of patches had, had gone through, and then the game was playable. But that by that time, the reviews are out, the pre-order, they already got their money from the pre-orders. It, it, it's it's like, insane that, that they're doing that. But with Watch Dogs, that game, they kept pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back, and eventually, that That's game there... Was, eventually, right, yeah. Yeah. That game there that was supposed to be the reason that I was going to buy a PS4 initially, pretty much made me not buy a PS4, cancel my pre-order for that game, and I to this day, I own the game now, but I haven't ever played it. I can't bring myself to play that game now. So, Just, like I said, the, the, the patches are there where the game is now playable, and it's, it's, it's essentially Assassin's Creed with cell phones. <laughs> that's basically it, but... It just it really encourages laziness in a lot of these publishers. Is they don't and they feel less inclined to make you a finished product. If you were to buy a PS2 original Xbox game back in the day, you would buy the game, finish day one. It would be complete. I know there wouldn't be DLC or that extra stuff, but that came later if it ever did come. They were inclined to give you the most perfect game they could make within the deadline and make sure all the content was in it. If it wasn't, the game was crap. And it wouldn't sell. Nowadays, and it wouldn't sell well because it was crap. Because well, games it, knew the, better. Yeah, the, uh, the NHL games went through that big stink where they, where where it has to come out every year, and so many features were left out of the game on purpose, not just due to pre-orders because they know a bunch of Canadians are going to buy hockey games, <laughs> but they know that they can just yeah, but they know that they can just patch the game and add things later. But you don't see 100%. that from companies like Nintendo generally. Yeah, because Nintendo, when they, I mean, lately, yes, with DLC, they've they've had a whole bunch of DLC for several games, and they're starting to get a little DLC crazy. Still, like every single game <laughs> that's <laughs> released, <laughs> every game that they release, other than Devil's Third, has been one hundred percent playable. And, like, perfect from the very first second that you put it in. Like, yeah, sometimes there is, like, a day one patch, but it's, like, a little minor thing uh, that, for whatever reason, they couldn't foresee and they put it out there when the game comes out. But the games always work right out of the box, and you can't say that for a lot of other games being released these days, especially with games that are being rushed to be released every single year, like Assassin's Creed at this point, uh, which is being rushed every single year. Uh, I, I remember hearing something about uh, people asking the uh, Grand, Theft Auto uh, Grand Theft Auto developers why they don't release a new Grand Theft Auto every single year, and that's like their answer was if they released a new one every single year, the game wouldn't be as good, and the game would suck, and it would suffer uh, in the end. So they put their time into making a good game. They put all the effort they could possibly put into it. And yeah, there are still bugs, and there are still like added DLC and other things later on. But they put out a better game in the end because they put more time into it. 
See, for me, one of the most perfect examples of how to do a game right was Grand Theft Auto 4. And why I say that, they had a complete finished game when they released it. Everything worked perfect. Sure, there's probably a few glitches here and there. It's a big game. But they made sure the game was done. That story had an end. There weren't, there weren't any big flaws, and they made a perfect game. Start to finish. Nothing was missing. Uh... A year later, they released the DLC because they're like, you guys like what you got? We'll give you some more. That's how DLC should be. It shouldn't be, oh yeah, day one, we're just going to release a bunch of the stuff, add more to the price, and basically double dip. I mean, with Capcom, for example, they released games with content locked on the disc. So you already own that content. You just have to pay to unlock it. That's ridiculous. I mean, I think it was like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 or something like that. Where, oh, like, yeah, yeah. someone like downloaded a character and it was like two kilobytes on their console, and they're like, two kilobytes? Pictures have more data than that. Like, those little <laughs> profile pictures? So, yeah, like, it was literally already on the disc. They already owned it. It was in the game day one. These companies are being greedy. Now, Capcom's kind of learned their lesson. They've actually done a much better job as of late. So, bravo, you've learned your lesson, Capcom, but some companies are just being dirty now. Just so greedy. So, I got, I got, I got two things. So, which topic is this, sorry? I just came back. Uh, pre-orders and DLC and how they're ruining the consumer trust, basically. Oh, okay, all right. So, I got it. DLC done right would be recently, if we're talking recently, would be Bloodborne. They okay. basically came out with a completely new game almost. It was almost Bloodborne 2 when you think about it. That's a DLC done right. You just come out with a, with a finished product all in one chunk. Something I, I see that I don't think is, is now for Nintendo with Smash Brothers coming out with a million characters and they're all five, ten dollars. That's ridiculous prices. That's something else. You know, the, the, the game, like, I, hey, I love fighting games, and I love having more characters, but sometimes you're just like, I don't need Mew that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, you know, with especially with the Amiibos, you're almost, you're almost forced to buy, like, hey, I want that Amiibo, but I, want, I also want to use the Amiibo. How can I do that? Well, I have to get the character in this game. So what do you think Pokemon Tournament's going to do when you see that there's only, what, 12, 15 characters, and there's yeah. how many Pokemon? I don't like, I don't like where, where that's possibly going. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. so far for Pokemon Tournament, it seems like it's going to be mostly uh, Pokemon that can evolve into Mega Forms, uh, sort of signature, like, really well-known Pokemon, or Pokemon that are last-stage evolutions. So... I don't see there being, like, say, for example, like a Caterpie or a Metapod in the game, but there's a good chance that if they do add more Pokemon, that there might be, like, a Butterfree or, like, a Beedrill. Like, there's a uh, state. That's fine. The, po- the possibility is there, but also for the, the horrifying aspect that DLC for hundreds of Pokemon <laughs> isn't out of the question. I mean, when you cut, co- like, Pokemon Tournament has. So much potential. It's it's the it's the fighting game we wanted 20 years ago, right? But they put in characters like Pikachu, Libre, and Chandelure of all people. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly what I'm saying. So the concept of DLC there is horrifying to me, and I I I I'm just not buying Pokemon Tournament just because of that. I'm not buying. I'm not buying Pokemon Tournament for one reason. I don't own a Wii U. But aside from that, what you're saying is scary to me because I feel like that's what their goal is. Another thing that's kind of scary to me is, okay, Smash Bros, for example, right? On the 3DS and the Wii U, they have all those extra characters that they had, right? I heard rumors that for this codename NX system that they're working on, there's going to be a new Smash Bros. game. Oh. Don't believe it. There's rumors about this. They're like saying there's gotta be a lot of uh, console ports from the Wii U. Yeah, yeah, that news the, that news just came out. Yeah, but it's probably gonna be like one of those Game of the Year editions with all the content included. I have a feeling it's gonna be that. Oh, uh, so it's it's gonna be Smash Bros. Wii U for the NX with all the characters already there. 
Yeah, and all the extra content in Mass. That's oh, my prediction. Screw over, screw over all the people but that already bought all the DLC. It's a different, <laughs> it's a different company making this game. I heard. They I did think that Namco. Combat X. Yeah. That's what that. That's exactly what they did. They had they they came out with Mortal Kombat. You're just like, wow, I want all these characters, and then no more than what three, four, five months passed. No, no, no. It was more more than a year passed. Just about the 12 month date, they come out with Mortal Kombat XL, and it's 60 bucks. Well, then why did I why did I buy all that DLC in the first place? Then why did I even buy the first game? Yeah, why did I even buy the first game or the DLC? It's a big fu to the gamer. Uh, that's just driving away people that want to buy games day one, I think, and that's just making people wait longer. Oh, especially with fighting games. I don't even buy them day one anymore. Street do you Fighter, guys, I, I'm waiting do, months later. Do you guys remember this one? Yeah. yeah. Mortal Kombat Armageddon. You know how many characters were in this game? All of them. All, all of them. <laughs> Every single character that's ever been in a Mortal Kombat game is in this one. There's about 87 characters in the game. They fit every single one on here. Sure, there were some things that got to get cut out, like there was no unique fatalities for each character, but they made sure that you got everything you could possibly get in a Mortal Kombat game in this game. Now, my opinion, this is the best Mortal Kombat game. I like this one. Why? All the characters you would want to play as in a Mortal Kombat game are in this. All the maps you would want to play in a Mortal Kombat game are in this. It's got the blood, it's got the gore, it's got the fatality, everything's in this. Now, Mortal Kombat X, what does that do? It updates the graphics, it updates the gore, it updates the guts and all that. But guess what? Half of those characters you loved playing in this game are gone, and they replace them with these characters you've never seen before that nobody cares about. That's potential for good DLC. Why not just include the remaining characters? So I instead what you get... If you're not going to have new characters. Exactly. I like, but, I like, see, I, I liked the concept of new characters. That's why you buy a new game. I, exactly. But... If you're if the, if the final roster including DLC is half of the characters that are in this game, literally half of the amount. There was maybe like 50 or 60 characters in this game. There was right. maybe about 20 characters in Mortal Kombat X. Well, fighting games, a good thing to have is choice. And if you don't have choice, you can get very much bored of a fighting game very fast. Well, like I'm not That's too familiar with fighting games though, but um, that DLC. What like, DLC? I really play like any. Yeah, I mean, nowadays the fighting games, I don't even bother touching the DLC. Uh, another case was Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm 3. Have you guys played that one? Yep. It's a great game. Um, they, for DLC, they never added extra characters. There were some characters that got cut from the game, but there were characters that were built into the game that they never had selectable. There were these Kage characters, like, there were villains in the main story. They gave them all fighting moves. They programmed like move sets for them. They gave them final jutsus, all that stuff. So why aren't they unlockable? Okay, are they going to sell them as DLC? Never happened. So instead, what they do is they make a sequel, include all those characters, and then cut half of the characters that were in the previous game from the game. It's kind of weird. It just feels like you move one step forward, you move one step back. And I think that when you cut a lot of the content from your main game, it just feels behind. It, like, it feels like a not really a big advancement. I don't know. That's just me. That's well, just that's, my the, that's, that's the state we live in with the current fighting fighting genre. You know, yeah. it's not the 90s anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> that's true. I mean, I'm still waiting on those like ultimate, like complete games, you know? Like, just Mortal Kombat, the definitive edition, where it has absolutely everything you could want. That's never going to happen. Because they don't make money. Why would you buy another game if you, if that game has everything? Um, yeah, probably the worst pre-order DLC I've ever seen of all time is for one of the worst games of all time, and that's Sonic 06. Do you guys know what the pre-order for that game was? No. No. A hundred lives. You get a hundred lives. What, so you don't have to go through the same sequence when you die again? <laughs> no. But once you lose those 100 lives, they're gone. And then you have to go through the sequence again. Jeez. Wow, what you know, I never went into it that much, but did, did you guys see the pre-order bonuses for, uh, for Deus Ex? Because I got a lot of criticism back when it was announced. I, was, I think it was like... 
uh, like some in-game like play. Like I'm not sure, but it was ridiculous, and they got a lot I of remember, criticism. I remember they got a lot so, of criticisms, and then they canceled like, the trailer. I like I just really... there's a lot of issues right now, technical audio stuff, but. I think what they did was they, they announced some pre-order, people hated it, and I think they had to cancel it, and people were pissed about that. I don't know. There was some sort of weird controversy going on with that. But, yeah. um, probably the biggest catastrophe last year when it comes to pre-orders was Batman Arkham Knight. You guys heard about that whole fiasco, right? Which one? <laughs> How it didn't work on PC. How it didn't work on PC. Yeah. It didn't work at all on PC. Everyone who pre-ordered it got refunds on uh, the PC because it didn't work. And it wasn't fixed till months later. It's still I mean, not there's, a, there's, a broken, huh? there's a broken pre-order in Quantum Break. Oh, yeah? Yeah, if you have uh, an NVIDIA GPU, it's a possibility that your GPU will overheat if you play Quantum Break. I thought it's Quantum a weird Break... glitch in the game. <laughs> is, that, is that on PC? Yeah. I thought it was only Xbox yeah. One. No, it's out on PC. Xbox doesn't do exclusives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're it. It's not on uh, it's not on Steam, but it's on the Windows app store. Yeah, it's on it's, it's on the Windows app. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But if you got an NVIDIA GPU, you cannot play that game. So guys, I'm, uh, people out there. I am pleased to announce that uh, Okay, every week they're revealing more backwards-compatible titles for the Xbox One. Some of them are amazing. I mean, last week was Gunstar Heroes and the week before. <laughs> but this today was the most funny one, in my opinion. Sonic the Fighters. Have you guys heard of that game? <laughs> why, are these ga- why are they getting these games from, man? Why don't they just... <laughs> Sorry, making what? new games is too hard. <laughs> well, no, it- Okay, here's why. Arcade games are easy to port. There's less things to test out. Get them over with. They're quick. But Sonic the Fighters is one of the worst video games I ever made. Have you guys played that fighting game? No. It's awful. <laughs> Just look it up on Google, and John's looking to see if he has it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to... I don't think I've even heard of it. I think it may be on the Saturn. If not, it never made it to console. It's uh, probably just arcade and Xbox 360 arcade, I think. I think it's on Steam also, if you want it that badly, but it sucks. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, really? I wanted Sonic 06. Give me that instead. That's what I actually said. <laughs> I said that <laughs> as a response. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. Sega doesn't love its fans, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, uh, Sega has come out with a lot of games uh, last few years. Um, I mean, they just had they just had that big free sale where if you just typed in your email, they gave you games for free on Steam. I got yeah, that was, Did you that do that? Was, that was amazing. It was just yeah, I mean, you, got, you got Gunstar Heroes, Golden Axe, uh, Weapon. Hell and yeah, and Rats that ready about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my like, god, I, I played that, that game. game. Existed, and it turned out to be well. So Sega's doing right by its fans since its uh, Sonic debacle of 2014. <laughs> John, yeah. I, saw you, I saw you going nuts. Uh, what's up? What, like, when did this happen? Like A month ago? It was on Steam. Uh, yeah, a couple months ago. Oh yeah, that's right. You don't have a PC, right? So you're good. I have Steam, though, and I, and I have, like, some stuff downloaded, but, like, do you I, not follow PNG on Twitter? <laughs> but having so, I don't uh, know. On Twitter. I'm gonna I'm gonna use this uh, time to say to the world that Dragon Dude's a Mac user. Oh, <laughs> that's why. Very <laughs> quick though. Final Fantasy XIV. Yes. This day, on Mac, completely unplayable. Okay. <laughs> It's even worse than playing it on the PS3. And on the PS3, there's like five-minute load screens. So well, why'd you resubscribe? Because I had to. I just had. <laughs> he likes it. That's that's enough reason. Yeah. If you like, um, my worst pre-order experience has to be Rock Band Four, and I did like a three-part series about it, but oh, I needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a good reason for me to pre-order it. Because 
I don't want to have to buy all the freaking instruments again. I have them. And they work on the new gen if you pre-order an adapter. Now, when I pre-ordered the game, it installed day one. Wow. I got all the I got everything whoa, I needed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. S- s- slow down there. You had in order for your previous instruments to work on the new game, you had to pre-order to get this so-called adapter. Otherwise, yes. if you didn't pre-order, none of the instruments would work. You would have to buy the brand new ones for Rock Band 4 cuz Previous gen's instruments will work on the new oh. gen if you buy the adapter. So the Xbox 360 controllers will work on the Xbox One. The PS3 will work on the PS4. You need to buy this adapter. So I want to play the game day one. That's why I pre-ordered it, because I like the game. Oh, man, I didn't know that. <laughs> the adapter shows up a week after I downloaded the installed the game. And you know what? Half of the songs that they honored, like they said, oh, yeah, you can get all these songs... It'll come with everything you bought in the previous gen. It'll work. I'm still waiting for all that song. That's right. They never came out. Yeah, I went. To, I went to a. I went to the rock band. Uh, a rock band release party, and that's what they were complaining about. Oh, I'm angry. And that's... and and uh, supposedly your previous something about your previous songs from the previous game could have could have been, um, redownloaded but the network wasn't working yet? <laughs> See, the issue was licensing issues, right? So if you buy yeah, your DLC on the 360... That would, that would cause some things. If you buy the DLC on the 360, it works on the Xbox One. If you right. buy the DLC on the PS3, it works on the PS4. Most people who played Rock Band had the 360. Yeah. But most people this gen went to PS4. Oh. So, well, you know, who can blame them? <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand it. I just happened to have the Xbox One, so it worked out for me. So I was excited. Yeah. I was excited. So they honor all the exports from the previous games. They honor all the DLC that you've actually bought, and like barely any of it worked day one. And I was furious. Uh, put it this way, this podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for this issue because I was invited <laughs> to join Living Room Clutter pro- Podcast, which is a weekly podcast about the game, talking about things that they're not happy with about the game and discuss news and stuff. And I was just like, yeah... So we're still waiting on this. And apparently, things are much worse for the PS4 version. Like, people still don't have their content. And I have maybe 90% of it. They barely have, like, 15% of it. Like, they're angry. How about this? Leave Rock Band in 2010. Just leave it there. (laughs) Yeah. I I just like it. I like the game. Like, It's unfortunate when a game doesn't pan out. I just yeah. stopped pre-ordering games a long time ago. Now I only pre-order games I know for a fact are going to be great. Uh, the only game I have pre-ordered right now is uh, Uncharted 4. That's, that's the only yeah. one. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I actually uh, pre-ordered that with the new console. Really? Yeah, the Uncharted 4 Special Edition. Nice. So, yeah. so uh, my the Dark Souls 3 pre-order actually worked out because instead of coming out with like added-on content or something, the Day 1 Edition... Uh, they gave you like a little keychain and a beginner strategy guide, which comes in handy for me because I've never played a Dark Souls before. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely something Bloodborne. like that ended up working out, but that Rock Band experience just sounds like a horror story. <laughs> you have no idea, man. Oh, I said, man. You know what? It actually breaks my heart because I bought every single one of those games day one, and guess what? They've always been perfect and finished day one. But this time, what the hell, guys? Like, was really? it made by the same company? Same company. It's just this same time they're publisher, in, same everything. They're an indie company this time. That's the difference. Uh, they, they, before they were helped by EA. They were helped with MTV, so they had a little bit more. But yeah. now they have more creative freedom, right? They have a lot more. They can put out whatever the hell they want. And you would say, well, they have less money. PNG. That's why the game kind of isn't doing so well. I'm like, well, if they have less money, then how come they have like, top forty? pop artists instead of actual rock artists in the game. Maybe they spent like, all their money on the pop artists. I'm not yeah, even kidding. This week's DLC, like every that's the thing with rock, every week is DLC, right? You get new content. So you can customize your library as you see fit. That's the point of the game. People can build their own song library. So when people come over, you can play. This week's DLC was Justin Bieber. I'm not even kidding you. And it's since Rock Band 4 came out, it's been like the second or third Bieber pack. We've already had two One Direction packs. And Maybe. like, is this Maybe a joke? Out of touch. They could just be out of touch. Maybe they're 50-year-old men who uh, think this is what's popular. 
No, it's the sad thing. They're all like in their thirties and like late twenties. And you know what? This had. Well, but those bands what are what's hot right now. That's the yeah. thing. It sells, but yeah. doesn't I sell to you though. <laughs> what is it like the current demographics for rock bands? Like, has it been mostly like teenage girls? Because if it has been, it makes sense. It isn't. <laughs> it isn't. Like, uh, okay. Well, the podcast has gone for a little over an hour, so we have to conclude it. But guys, here's a little message. Think before you pre-order. If you think, if you think the game company is reputable, like say Harmonix, for example, they've always been reputable. It's never too late for them to not be. You could get ripped off. So think twice before you pre-order. Do your research. Do your background checks. Do your homework on what they're past. Like, it blows my mind that you would ever pre-order a Ubisoft game. Don't. <laughs> Just don't. Save your wallet and save the frustration. Buy it a week after it comes out. I'm sure you'll find a copy. Now, this has been a PNG podcast. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, everyone, do your send-offs. Do shameless promotions before we close. Um, Dragon Dude, you first. Sure, again, it's Dragon Dude 2525. Check out my channel. Uh, post videos every uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, usually, collection videos are on Fridays, but just uh, look forward to some new collections coming up, uh, coming up on my channel. Uh, and that's all I really have to add to it right now. Moose. JD here with Moose and Spiel, clocking out. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's the first one. It's been a blast. Uh, new videos every day on my channel, and just come check us out. We spout absolute nonsense all the time. <laughs> nonsense is my middle name. That's what the N and P and G stands for. Okay. <laughs> Turtle. <laughs> All right, okay, guys. Uh, so, if you want to go ahead and go check out my YouTube channel at Tactful Turtle, uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well. I usually give updates when I'm about to post or, or like upload or so something like that. So, I post new videos every Tuesday and Wednesday. And if you want to check that out, just go ahead. And thanks for having me on again. Thank you guys for tuning into PNG Podcasts. Tune in next week for more ridiculous content about games and other such things. I lost five brain cells saying that last. Goodbye, world. <laughs> <laughs>